150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 35. I am your host, The Evangelical Norm. The Fifth Seal is a podcast I started about 10 years ago called Persecuted Church Awareness Month, where uh, the month of November I would count down the Open Doors USA World Watch List uh, from 30 to number one, which are the top countries in the world where persecution is worst for Christians. Um, to exercise their faith and to worship Christ, sharing stories about persecution and praying for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted for their faith. The last couple of years, I've expanded that to the top 50 countries on the world watch list, counting down two every month from January through October, so 50 to 31 in that time, and then continuing through the month of November, counting down number 30 through number one. Uh, for Persecuted Church Awareness Month. This is why the episode numbers go backwards. Last time we were episode 36, this time we are episode 35, and we'll count down accordingly, uh, bringing awareness to uh, what is happening with our brothers and sisters around the world. So I encourage you, if you know somebody who would like to be part of this, who is willing to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world, invite them to come to the Facebook page, The Fifth Seal, or they can watch on YouTube, the Evangelical Norm channel on YouTube, uh, and catch everything else that I do there. Or you can listen online um, anywhere where you get your podcasts, uh, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, uh, soon to be Amazon as well. So um, invite your friends if they're willing to just take some time out, about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes a day to hear stories of persecution of our brothers and sisters, uh, to hear specifically about specific countries on the world watch list, and then to spend a few minutes praying for our brothers and sisters. Please, please invite them to join us in uh, this endeavor to bring awareness uh, of the persecution that our brothers and sisters endure simply because of their faith in Christ. So that being said, it is Wednesday, August 12th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. Pakistani court orders 14-year-old Christian girl to be returned to her abductor. International Christian Concern has learned that the Lahore High Court has ordered Maria Shabazz, a 14-year-old Christian girl who was abducted and forcibly married to a Muslim man, to be returned to the custody of her abductor. This decision made on August 4th overturned an earlier order by the Faisalabad District and Sessions Court placing Shabazz in a woman's shelter. On April 28, 2020, Shabazz was abducted at gunpoint by Mohammed Akash and two accomplices, accomplices while walking home in Medina Town near Faisalabad. According to witnesses, the abductors forced Shabazz into a car and fired gunshots into the air as they fled the scene. After the abduction, Shabazz remained in Nakash's custody. To justify his custody of Shabazz, Nakash claims that he and Shabazz are married and that she has converted to Islam. 
To support this claim, Nakash produced a marriage certificate stating that Shabazz is 19 years old. However, the validity of the certificate has been brought into question as a Muslim cleric whose name is listed on the, on the certificate has denied any involvement in the marriage. Shabazz's parents have challenged the marriage, marriage's validity in an attempt to regain custody of their daughter. As evidence, Shabazz's parents presented their daughter's birth certificate to the Faisalabad District and Sessions Court. This document, supported by other school documents, proves that Shabazz is a minor. On July 30th, Judge Rana Masood of the Faisalabad District Court, District and Sessions Court ordered that Shabazz be allowed to leave Nakash's custody and placed in a woman's shelter known as Dar Ul Aman until the Lahore High Court heard her case. Following this order, police also registered a formal complaint against Nakash and his two accomplices for Shabazz's abduction in April. On August 4th, the ruling of the Faisalabad District and Sessions Court was overturned by Judge Raja Muhammad Shahid Abbasi of Lahore High Court. Judge Abbasi's report ruled in favor of Nakash because the court found that Shabazz had converted to Islam. Witnesses in the court claimed that Shabazz was in tears when the ruling was announced. Quote, it is unbelievable, Advocate Kahil Sadir Tahir Sandhu, the lawyer representing Shabazz's parents, told Aid to the Church in Need. Quote, we have, what we have seen today is an Islamic judgment. The arguments we put forward were very strong, unquote. So, again, you get Sharia law in the government and coupled with Islamic oppression, and it makes it very hard for Christians in Pakistan to continue to, to exercise their faith in Christ. And this situation is not uncommon at all, where young Christian girls and Christian women are kidnapped, uh, supposedly forced to, com to convert to Islam. I mean, they're forced, but whether their conversion is real or not, um, and then forcibly married to these Muslim men. And that, with those situations, the court generally will uh, do nothing on the account of those who are abducted, uh, making it very hard for them to be returned home um, and leaving them in the custody of their abductor. So we should be continually in prayer, keep praying for Maria Shabazz and her family, pray that, that God would intercede, that justice would be done, that she would be uh, ultimately returned to the custody of her parents and set free from this man who kidnapped her forced her to marry her is probably raping her um, and forcing her to exercise Islam when she believes in Christ. So also from persecution.org, if I can get to my story, eight Christians assaulted by radical nationalists in India's Odisha state. According to Matters India, on July 21st, a group of radical nationalists brutally attacked eight Christians in Badugada, Badagu, Badaguda village, say that three times real fast, located in the Koraput district of Odisha, India. Quote, the goons broke into the home of 75-year-old Chachiri Maduli, who was sheltering seven Christians after their homes had been broken down earlier this year by the same state fanatics. The goons mercilessly beat the Christians and destroyed the house, unquote, a Yubakora, a local pastor, told Persecution Relief. Eight Christians in all, quote, eight Christians in all were admitted to the local government hospital with severe injuries of which the elderly Chachiri had the worst wounds, unquote, Cora added. 
Pastor Cora, who runs a house church in Badaguda, leads a community of about 40 Christians who gather and pray every Friday. In recent months, local villagers have been harassing the congregation, saying, quote, when you pray, our gods leave us, so you have to stop praying here or leave this village, unquote. Pastor Cora and the other members of the congregation had filed first information reports on three different occasions. However, local police have done nothing and have not arrested the radicals identified in the FIRs. Since January 2020, Persecution Relief recorded 18 cases of Christian persecution in the state of Odisha and six murders since 2015. Also, 293 cases of Christian persecution were recorded in the first half of the year and 2,067 cases of hate crimes against Christians from January 2016 to June of 2020. So, again, I mentioned this a lot, but uh, most people don't think of Hindus as being violent, radical oppressors of Christians, persecutors of Christians. They, we have this vision of, of Hinduism being very peaceful um, uh, yoga and stretching and calming music and, and so on. But the fundamentalists, uh, which I call them fundamentalists, but the, what most people call radicals, but those who, who follow the fundamentals of their faith um, are often very violent against Christians and then also against Muslims and other religions as well. Um, not the the picture of of the peaceful hindu that we generally have so continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in odisha state the persecution is getting to be worse and worse in that area um pray for for these individuals specifically uh mr maduli um that they would recover from their injuries uh, be healed and be able to return to their village and continue to worship with uh with the other brothers and sisters there in that village. Um, one other thing I, I did want to bring up, I didn't share a story about it um, this time, but most every week uh, we hear something about what's going on in Nigeria. And I just wanted to, to give some numbers really quick before we get to uh, World Watch List, uh, country number 35. But since the beginning of the year, since the beginning of, of 2020, and uh, 2019 was really bad as well, but... The total number of civilian casualties, and that's the number I'm going to look at uh, mainly because the other casualties that they talk about between Boko Haram and Fulani militants are mili uh, military casualties, government casualties, which are generally not our Christian brothers and sisters are not involved in those, but they are part of the civilian casualties. So up to this point in 2020, Boko Haram has killed 228 people. Fulani militants have murdered 427 people. So a total of 655 people have been murdered in Nigeria, civilians, and the at 75 to 80% of those are Christian uh, people who are murdered by these, these fundamental uh, militant Islamic groups. Um, much less, and, and I was intrigued by the fact that the civilians that were injured uh, by these two groups, 29 Boko Haram, 48 uh, Fulani militants, so 77 uh, injuries in comparison to 655 murders. These guys don't leave a lot of people alive in their attacks, especially when they're dealing 
with Christians. The, the, the violence and the, uh, just the hatred towards Christians coming from uh, the, these two groups in the area of Nigeria, Cameroon, and so on, is just so vile um, and just so, I, I can't even think of the word, it, it, it's just extreme in, in their hatred for Christians, their hatred for Christ, and it just in this year alone, um, 80%, I, I didn't do the math completely, but 80% of 655 people uh, are our Christian brothers and sisters who have been murdered because of their faith in Jesus Christ. So let's keep praying for uh, those in Nigeria uh, who are enduring this extreme uh, form of persecution for their faith in Christ. And that brings us to our world watch list for today and this week, number 35, which is Kazakhstan. So a few uh, facts about Kazakhstan. The region is Central Asia. Persecution type is dictatorial paranoia. Persecution level is very high. The population of Kazakhstan is 18,593,000, of which about 4,836,000 are Christians. So roughly about uh, a quarter of the people in Kazakhstan are Christians. The main religion is Islam. The government is a presidential republic, and the leader is President Kasim Jomart Tokayev. In Kazakhstan, religious freedom is restricted by legislation dating back to September 2011, and pressure from the authorities has been stepped up since 2015. The Kazakhstan government is constantly working to increase its control over society, which means increased surveillance, raids on meetings, and arrests. It is illegal for non-registered churches to gather, forcing them to go underground, and any religious literature must be approved by the government. How Christians are suffering in Kazakhstan, Christians who have converted from Islam are the primary persecution targets of the state, as well as their families, friends, and communities, including house arrests for long periods, physical violence, and excommunicated from their community. Some converts are locked up by their families for long periods, beaten, and may eventually be expelled from their communities. Local mullahs also preach against them. Believers live under oppression because no religious activity beyond state-run and state-controlled institutions are allowed in un and unregistered churches are frequently raided and fined. Members of Protestant churches are particularly targeted because they are regarded as a foreign influence aiming to destroy the current political system. Christians from Muslim backgrounds often keep their faith secret. In April, some examples, in April 2019, a group of believers was arrested at Kazakh airport for smuggling Christian literature into the country. They were taken to a police station and questioned. Some were quickly released, while others had to stay at the police station. At the end of July 2019, Kazakh pastor Maximov was sentenced to five years in prison with confiscation of all the property. His wife, Larissa, was sentenced to four years. Police raided a birthday meal where members of Revival Church had gathered in the central city of Karaganda after receiving a call saying an illegal sect was meeting. Church members were taken in for questioning and fined. So a few prayer points for Kazakhstan. Pray for the believers who are falsely accused and imprisoned by the people to whom they have ministered. 
Pray that they are comforted and that justice is served. Religious freedom is restricted by legislation dating back to September 2011, and the Kazakhstan government is constantly working at increasing its control over the whole, soci whole of society, which means increased surveillance, raids on meetings, and arrests. Pray believers are filled with God's peace in the, peace in the midst of this. Pray believers take advantage of the advance of technology via foreign websites, SD cards and smartphones, and radio and television programs on satellite dishes to share the gospel. Muslims who convert to Christianity are likely to experience pressure and occasional physical violence from their families, friends, and local communities to force them to return to their former faith. Pray these believers stand strong in their faith. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time we have to come together as brothers and sisters to pray for, for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in you. Lord, we praise you for the uh, medium of the, the internet where we can meet across uh, great distances and even across times, days, and, and weeks as we, we come back to, to watch these videos and continue to pray ultimately together even though we are separated for our brothers and sisters around the church around the world. Lord, we lift up Maria Shabazz and her family. Lord, we pray that you give them peace. Lord, protect her in the home of her, her abductor um, and bring justice to this situation, Lord. I pray that you would intercede uh, through the courts, through whatever means um, you, you deem fit to uh, see that she is released and returned to her family. Lord, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Odisha State in, in India. We pray for our brother, Mr. Uh, Mudali. Uh, pray that, and, that he and the other Christians that were injured in his home, that they would recover quickly, Lord, that they would use this as a, a catalyst to continue to preach the gospel, that this would not be something that drives the fear of men in them, but it drives their, their desire to, to preach the good news and to see men converted to true faith in, in you, Lord, for the forgiveness of their sins. And Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Kazakhstan. We pray for the believers who are falsely accused and those who are imprisoned uh, by the people that they minister to, Lord. We pray that, that you would be with them, that you would comfort them, that you would give them strength in their circumstances, and that ultimately justice would be served. Uh, we pray for those who um, are part of unregistered churches. We pray for those who are part of churches who are being surveilled and have raids upon their, their, their bodies. Lord, we pray that, uh, that you would fill them with your peace, that you would again fill them and strengthen their faith that during this time of persecution, that they would stand strong and that they would use that and those around them would see their willingness to endure persecution for your namesake, Lord, and that that would draw other people to want to know your gospel and your truth. Father, we pray for, uh, for evangelists in the area that you would give them means to share the gospel, whether it be through websites, through SD cards, through whatever, um, whatever means they can, Lord, to continue to share your truth, your gospel, that you can use that to draw people to yourself. And we pray for our, our brothers and sisters who are converts from Islam. We pray that you would protect them from the violence that generally comes from their families um, and the community. Lord, we pray that, that you would strengthen their faith and that, uh, that they would even be willing to, to stand publicly and proclaim their faith even in the midst of, of the persecution. Many of those who, have, who are hiding their faith, who are afraid to 
admit their faith, Lord. I pray that, that you would give them the courage to do just that and to stand up, to endure the persecution that is brought against them um, and that they would be willingly reviled and persecuted for your namesake, Lord, and that you would use that to draw even more to yourself and be glorified in all of it, Lord. And it is for your name that we pray. Jesus, we, we again, thank you for uh, the ability that we have to, to worship you freely in the areas where most of us live. And we do just lift up those brothers and sisters who do not have those same freedoms, um, who are persecuted for their faith, that you would strengthen and protect them, Lord, and ultimately that you would be glorified through all of these things that are going on around the world. Um, and it is in your name and for your honor that we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank you for for coming and being part of this. Uh, and uh, again, invite people to come and join the Facebook group or the YouTube channel uh, to continue to bring more and more people together to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted for their faith in Christ. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.